Right now, we'd like to hit you to the Soul Train line. It gives everybody a chance to kind of style a while and something you might want to get into on your own at parties or dances. Episode 85. The moon with the rebel base will be in range in 30 minutes. 30 minutes. Every time Catherine revved up the microwave, I'd piss my pants and forget who I was for a half hour or so. It's 30 minutes away. I'll be there in 10. I'll be there in 10. Is this a five-minute argument or a full half hour? You have 30 minutes to move your car. Your car. You have 30 minutes to move your cube. Your cube. You are listening to a half hour wasted. Soft on the inside, crunchy on the outside. And now, here are your hosts, Brad Milo and Frank A. Rincon. You know, the one thing that the Dark Knight movie was missing uh, was was Robin. Need a Robin, but, uh, needed a Robin, really did. I want to punch you. <laughs> I want to punch you. It needed a Robin. I just want to reach over the table and punch you. And, uh, and, uh, um... <laughs> Ow, Brad, jeez. <laughs> oh, well, I'm rubbing my nose in the punch. Why don't you tell us who the sponsor is for this episode? Our sponsor for this episode is DCB Service, like Ow. most of our episodes. I didn't hit you that hard. DCB Service, you guys know what it is. It's awesome. You get most of your comic books uh, at 40% off. Um, ordering this through the mail order service that they have, it's awesome. Some of the specials they have uh, currently for the month of August would be Marvel Zombies 3, yeah. number one. Zombie. Oh, I thought you were complaining. No. It's 99 cents. It's 75% off. 99 cents. Do we really need another Marvel Zombies? Apparently. Apparently it happens in the 616 universe. Oh. So that'll be interesting. I'm a sucker for those Marvel Zombies. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to try it. Uh, you can get uh, Secret Invasion number 7 for 40% off. 7 of 8? 7 of 8. Mm-hmm. And Final Crisis number five is forty percent off for two dollars and thirty nine cents. Mm. See how can you beat that? You can't. And it goes straight to your house, guys. DCBService.com. Check it out. It's easy. You hear that noise every once in a while? Dark. Yeah. Damn right. Is somebody's, that Skype? Somebody's trying to talk to me on Skype. Bring him up. Damn Who right. is it? Can you bring him up? We talked to him last episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> tell them. Tell them that we uh, Harold. Gen- it's not a secret. Harold Jenner Wayne. Right. It's her. It's a. Uh, Harold saying, "Hey, had a good time talking to you okay. guys." All right. Um. Okay, guys. So here we are. Wait a just, minute. Uh, what are you doing? I'm just saying hi. <laughs> can I make, can I not do that? Yeah, you can. Okay. Mail call. Oh, we got mail call. Okay. I've been waiting for to use that. I've had that thing loaded on the soundboard, and I just never. I always forget to do it. Mail call. So um. So mail call, Brad. So uh. Uh. Who do we? Who do we? I wanted to read to an, from today? an email. A really nice email from Martin A. Devine. <gasps> Marty Devine. Love from, that name. From the uh, Comic Geek Speak boards. Mm-hmm. He listens to our show, too. He says, Brad and Frank, you asked for listeners to send you their thoughts about the podcast, so here are mine. First off, Half Hour Wasted is the most consistently funny podcast, period. I don't See, think, I told you. I know. I didn't believe you, but... <laughs> I don't think there's been a single episode yet that hasn't made me snort or guffaw out loud. Guffaw? 
Guffaw. I guess that's one of those. <laughs> Is that a guffaw? I think that's a guffaw. <laughs> <laughs> that's good for you. Unfortunately for me, I'm usually listening at work with headphones, and my coworkers must think I have Tourette syndrome. Your pop culture. <laughs> Son of a! Your pop culture centric banter is almost exactly the same as the conversations I have with my best friends. Aww. Always geeky and always funny. And Frank, I've always referred to actors by their roles slash movies and not their real names. <laughs> like whenever I see John Leguizamo, I say, There's House of Buggin'. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So I'm not the only one. No, Great. not at all. Brad, it's your drops and sound effects that get me the most. Your sense of comedic timing is great. Keep it up. <laughs> Excuse me. Pardon me. Much love from the bottle city of Scranton, Pennsylvania, Marty Devine. Thank you, Marty. I wonder if he's a uh, Dunder Mifflin customer. <laughs> you think from Scranton? <clears throat> Thank you, Marty. It's it's yeah. Emails like that make us happy. It, it makes really me do. you know decide to get up in the morning. Oh. Because I know that eventually, like maybe not that morning, but eventually down the while mm-hmm. down the way, we'll have another time to record a show mm-hmm. so i always think if i don't get up now the house could collapse and kill me then the half hour wasted show would end like what if i just happened to lay in bed too long one morning and the roof fell in you know why are you looking at me like i'm an idiot because because this is a strange why would people think that i never has never crossed my mind I wonder if Seriously, the roof is going to You sound on. like an insane person. Yes, you do sound like an insane person. Brad, you That just doesn't need, make sense. You need to get up and live. I know. Live each day to its fullest. Like this morning when I woke up, I had a, I had a cup of coffee and, and I combed my hair, my luscious head of hair for several minutes because it made me feel alive. Did you drive over here with your head out the window? I did. Can yeah. you tell? Yeah. Okay. Totally. And, it's all uh, leaning to one side. <laughs> that's the look, baby. That's the new hip look. Um, Thank you, Marty. <clears throat> We uh, on our on our message board, which you guys can find at thecomicforums.com, dot com. Scroll down and click uh, half hour wasted. And uh, uh, and and Brad's definitely more active on it than I am. Just not just um, you know I'm a forum guy, but not to the not to the extent that Brad is. But we do love the forums. We have a thread that says "Who are you?" and we've had some responses. Uh, I haven't read it in a while, so let me back up to March. This one sounds familiar to me, but maybe it's just because I read it, but I don't know if I read it on the air. Okay. And remember last couple episodes ago, you were like, if you're a female and you listen to us, let us know. Well, here you go. It says, hey, guys. She goes by the name Steel on the board, S-T-E-E-L. Hi, Steel. And she says, hey, guys, I'm Jen, and I live in New Jersey. I've been listening to the show for a few months now and decided that I needed to join the HHW community after hearing the great show from Staple. Good stuff, guys. Steel, thank you. And uh, you steal my heart with that comment. <laughs> Alan from Canada uh, goes by Alpha Fright, and he says, "I started listening to your show with the episodes on Superman with Murd, but I really found out about you guys from CGS on Brian's birthday episode, episode one thirty nine, and your gift that you gave him. You guys are hilarious. What Remember we the uh, when we? I think it's when we cut together a bunch of Brian Deemers oh, yeah. and uh, and and, uh, uh, and yeah for his birthday. Uh, he says, "Brad, dude, I'm sure someone must have said this before, but you look like you and Steve Niles look like twins." <laughs> uh, keep up the great work. I never wasted my time listening to your show. And P.S. June Bob Kim's art rules. Rules. 
With a Z, rules. Thank you. Is it Alpha Fright? Alpha Fright. Alpha Fright, you yeah. scare my heart into beating correctly. Thank you. <laughs> Two posts <laughs> down, he says, June, I forgot to add, thank goodness there's another Asian around here. Thank goodness. Yeah. Can never have enough Asians. That's right. And you know, the Olympics are happening right now. I know. In, um, in China. That's that. That's uh, I, I understand it's Do a pretty Do they have big Asians in China? I think so. I'm pretty sure. What up, chickens? First time poster and short time listener. Brock, Brock. This is Luke from the pine tree filled state of Maine. <gasps> I have been hip to you guys for about a month, maybe. This was late March. I was bored and sifting through a podcast and some other podcast. Don't ask me which one. Raging Bullets, maybe? Was promoting your 50th show because they thought you put on a good show. That was CGS that oh, okay. did that, actually. I gave a listen and sort of dug it. <laughs> then I found your Lost podcast and fell in love. Are you sure I haven't read this on the air? Uh, it sounds new to me. I have been a Lostophile since day one, and it was a blast to listen to folks into it as I am. If only there was a way to incorporate the Lost thud sound into everyday life like you guys do it. Can you do that now, Brad? I don't have it. Okay. Cue that. I don't think. <laughs> I don't think I have it. <laughs> that's not it. <laughs> That's lo- that, that's the Gilligan's Island lost thing. That and the guy, uh, that and the guy's Superman story. Oh, super the, that and the guy's Superman being shot story killed me. Classic stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> Superman's kite. Go, uh, yeah. uh, uh, the Superman's kite. That was our murder. Was that murder? Was that when we had murder on our show? I don't think. Um, I can't remember. But we were asking for people's uh, uh, remembrances of Superman. How they affected their lives, and it was a contest, and they got a. And they I, don't got think, a I don't think Murd was on there. Brad, you know, we need to have a contest. I could come up well, with something like. I do have a contest that I started, but we never followed up on it. Remember? <laughs> the, the, how's it going? How's that going? I don't know. <laughs> I had a few entries. I'll well, talk okay. about it next show. I don't even feel like talking about okay. it now, just because I'm a slacker. Okay. You know. We'll tell you what, because we got all those great trades from Johnny M and Adam Umack, and and we need to have a contest. Okay, so I'll, I'll come. Give us, give me some time, and I'll think of something here. All right, you have ten seconds. Okay, tell us why feet are important. That's right. Tell us why your feet are important, <coughs> and we'll take the best entry, and we'll give you a couple trades. All right, tell Adam. us why your feet are important. Yes, that's that's the contest. Okay. Tell us why feet or why your feet are important. You can enter the contest by sending an email to, I think it's uh, hhwcontest at gmail.com. Okay. Do you have that forwarded to somewhere? So yes. Okay. hhwcontest at gmail.com. HHW and, contest. and in the subject line of your email, put important feet. <laughs> I'm going to check that address real quick. (laughs) (laughs) That's probably a smart thing to do. I'll vamp for a moment. Well, while Brad does that and we confirm the contest entry about the importance of feet, um, you know, we like to go through and see what we're reading. And, um, you know, I've been getting Trinity here for a while. And I read the first two and thought, eh, okay. And I finally pulled up the rest that I have. And um, I'm going to read them probably tonight. But I'm not, I don't know, Brad, I'm not. I'm not 100% excited about it. I, I read haven't heard first, much about it. I read the first four, and I was uh-huh. like, hey. That email, by the way, is hhwcontest at gmail.com. Gmail. Okay, there you go. Put important feet in the yeah. subject line. Yes. 
and we'll read we'll read the best one. Uh, you know, we're an all ages show, so just keep that why, in mind. Have fun with it. Why are your feet important? Yes. It could be any reason. You know, they help you walk. But, you know, the most entertaining, the one that brings us a big smile will be the winner. That's how we'll judge it. And we'll say, uh, what episode is this, Brad? 84-ish? 84-ish? I think. Uh, we'll say by episode 90, we'll have a winner. 84, yeah. So by episode 90, we will have a winner. So keep that in mind. So we've had a few uh, people ask us what we're doing for episode 100. Oh, yeah, Brad. And depending on whether or not... I'm still working at the place I'm working at now. <laughs> um, they've got a piece of equipment that we could use okay. for a, a phone hybrid for people to actually call in on a landline. Okay, great. So I say we do that. We yes. have a live call-in show. We will have a live. We'll, we'll iron out a specific time. It'll yeah. be central time. Uh, we'll probably make the show an hour and a half, two hours, however long it needs to be, however long we get calls. And uh and you'll get to call in, and we will just chat. It'll be like being on the radio, but not really, kind of. So that'll be fun. So call in show for that for that episode, and we'll post a number probably a couple of weeks before the episode. Yeah, we'll we'll announce the phone number. Yeah, I'll say it on here. I'll put it on the board. And, um, and Brad, I can see you. <laughs> I like the way you phrase that. If what? I'm still there, well, you know, since my boss got laid off. Yeah. Honestly, I don't. I don't. I have a lot of faith in this company I work for anymore. I'm sorry to hear that, Brad. Yeah. Um, who knows? Who, who knows? knows? Who knows? Who knows? The force will be with you always. Uh, yes. And forever. Hey, I just found another uh, Who Are You thing that I hadn't read. I skipped over it. Oh, please. It's read from it. YoJo78. YoJo! Hey, guys. Long-time listener from the beginning. First time poster. This is Nick from Peoria, Illinois. Nick, you rock. Just wanted to let you guys know your podcasts have been a blast to listen to. Plus, it's the only podcast my wife really enjoys to listen to on our road trips. Well, another female listener. Pretty awesome. How are you? <laughs> hey. You look pretty nice tonight. <laughs> hey. uh, he says, I really enjoyed the Star Wars Lost in Indiana Jones podcasts. It made me go home, pop in the pop the dvds in and make my seven month old watch them with oh okay he didn't really watch them with me but he did smile when the indiana jones theme came on <laughs> anyway keep up the great work and of course thank you to limp biscuit yeah he is a long time his listener. signature says now i know and knowing is half the battle yo joe gi <laughs> joe you know I, w I was um i'm thinking about a career change brad just a small one yeah. not too serious about but i'm actually thinking about about teaching Becoming a teacher, yeah, and uh, and that was and that was one thing that I wanted to incorporate in the kids. I wanted to, I could, you know, I work out these scenarios in my mind, and I wanted to tell them that not that knowing is half the battle. Just so you could say that. Well, yeah, yeah, but not say the GI Joe part. You know, you know, knowledge is power, and knowing is half the battle. <laughs> kids would probably roll their eyes. They'd be go, huh? huh? Pork chop sandwiches. <laughs> That still makes me laugh. <laughs> Pork chop sandwiches. If you're not, uh, years ago, someone had put together all these old G.I. Joe, um, um, G.I. Joe cartoons, you know, the, the ending where they had the lesson, but they, but they redubbed the audio on it. And some of them made not a lick of sense. No, in fact, they were what, two or three minutes yeah. at the max. Yeah. And they would like, like you said, they redub whole audio. One, uh, I don't even remember what the situation is with the pork chop sandwiches. I just remember I, hearing I, it. I can I can work you through the scenario. Okay. Some kids were at home and they were mumbling and they decided to cook. 
and they were mumbling, and they were cooking, and suddenly whatever they were cooking caught on fire, and then the member of the G.I. Joe crew came around the corner to save them. And then that's when the first thing out of this G.I. Joe member is... Pork chop sandwiches! <laughs> it so makes no sense! On the cartoon, obviously, the lesson was, hey, you shouldn't play with fire or, yes. or whatever. You should be careful. Make sure you have an adult present. Mm-hmm. And the kids are mumbling like, my favorite one was, I think it was like the red haired guy. Maybe he had like a mustache and a beard or something. Mm -hmm. One of them, but he walked over to a kid and, and the way that whoever did these edited them together was like priceless. Yeah. And uh, he would just re-edit the same shot back and forth. So it showed these two guys like looking at each other back (laughs) and forth. And then all of a sudden the GI Joe guy leans down and starts going, me, 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 me. (laughs) <laughs> and that's all it was that's a whole dialogue in it then it cut to the gi joe oh my gosh priceless priceless we, i'm sure if you find them we'll put show notes if we can find them on youtube we'll post them there they were on a few different websites and then one of them had to take them down because the gi joe people got right. mad at them or something but yeah. I, i've seen them somewhere i'm sure if you hunt for them they are there they've got to be on youtube we'll look for them you started to say something about Trinity. Did oh, you yeah. finish? No, as you can see, I read the first two, and I have uh, issues three through nine Get that I was going to read today. Uh, DCBS? Yeah. yeah. Well, always. And um, I read the first three or four issues, and I was mm-hmm. like, eh. Yeah. So, uh, you know, I I haven't heard praise for them, nor have I heard they stink. Does so. it? Is it like happening in real time, like Countdown and 52? Too bad I can't tell you. Or is it just like a self-contained story that's just going to happen to take a year to tell? Um, couldn't tell and you. And does it have anything to do with a, any sort of crisis going on that's at the time? That's what I'm curious about. That's what I'm really, really curious about. Well, the covers are cool. Yeah. And and they they're they're uh, you know they they're, they do match up. Yeah, they're like locked together. And yeah. I like how the logo rotates. Yeah. Like one week you got Wonder Woman in front with Batman and Superman behind and then yeah. it rotates. So uh we'll we'll kinda you know, we'll kinda see. I, I do have to read them and kinda tell you how they're fitting into to, you know, any type of crisis situation, but but we'll see. But man, Wonder Woman. Look at that. Right there. Look at now that. what about that Superman? Is that the first James Robinson issue? No, this is the second. And we're this is Superman six seventy eight. Yeah. Six seventy seven he took over. And I have to say that one was a little nothing wrong with it, but kind of like eh. you know, we introduced this new villain called Atlas. Uh he's big he looks bigger than Superman. Yeah, and in this issue, much better. This is one of those I just I Alex just, Ross covers. Yeah, that and I build. just read it, Brad, like not a few hours ago. Was it good? Yes. Very good. And so in fact what, if you thumb through it What uh, was Atlas's deal? Uh, it comes out in this issue. Turns out he lived in his own universe, but he got sucked into our universe via some type of military experiment. And it's still all in the shadows right now as to what the end game is on it. But if you thumb through it, there's some halftone stuff that's done in it. The it yeah. looks like just keep thumbing through it, you'll see it. Halftone being those that that you know oh, yeah. all the all the dots. Uh, like old comic books used to have. Looks like Kirby stuff. Yeah. And um, so far... Is it kind of his backstory at yes, that point? Yes, his backstory. You know, at the beginning of books, you'll see, like this one for Superman, uh, at the on the title page, it has the Superman logo, and it says, he arrived on Earth as a baby from the stars, born on Krypton, raised in Kansas. Mm-hmm. 
this one here, oh, and then it says, you know the rest, under in the Superman logo. This one over here next to Atlas says, his name is Atlas. He likes to tell people that, although where he came from and why he's here, you don't know yet. You will. For now, simply go with this. He's the bad guy, and he's as strong as Superman. Mm-hmm. So he's kind of was a loner or something in his own universe? Uh, he was, I mean, apparently in this universe that he came from, Greek gods existed. You uh, know, Zeus and all that. And He just knocked a whaley out of Superman. Yeah. Dang. He is I mean, the strongest Superman. Yeah. And uh, and Lois and, and um, Jimmy are in this issue. Very good. It's very good. And the first issue started a little... little I mean, there, there's definitely a, a multi Was Atlas story. in the first issue? Yes. Uh, he was introduced, and he just came, kind of came out of nowhere, and he was very angry. And uh, and he's out to get Superman. Cool. It and, looks cool. And for, for, you know, as you go through it, there, there's a mysterious military figure, which you see right there, which uh, is like, you know... I brought is that General you to Thunderbolt Ross? <laughs> kind of looks like a little bit. Kind of does, without at a mustache. Fir- at first, I thought it was Adolf Hitler, but then I realized that this is taking place in contemporary. Well, he's country. also got American, like he's got an eagle with olive branches and all that stuff on yeah. his hat. And so. The reason why I thought it was Hitler is there's a there's kind of a, a one oh, yeah. page here where Atlas is flying through all these these things in time. You know, there's there's Rome, there's the Civil War, there's World War II, there's Hitler. Yeah. But then he's obviously in our time now. Um, just started reading this one, but uh, Supergirl, thirty one. Have it. I, I I read it because I'm doing the um, the Meanwhiles in uh, for comics now. Right. So I do have to read them. I have to say that Supergirl is kind of a struggle for me. I don't really care for it. I know that with this new uh, previews that came out for mm-hmm. August, they've got a new creative team. Yeah. Joe Kelly. When I got on, Joe Kelly was the writer for it. Oh yeah. my gosh, it was all over the place. Is this the new team already? Yeah. I thought it was somebody else. Oh no, no, no. That's the that's the team after Joe Kelly. Joe yeah. Kelly, you know, I, I know a lot of people have problems with with Grant Morrison um being kind of all over the place. Joe Kelly was, oh my gosh, it was so out there. He's so written, incoherent. He's written some good stuff before. Mm, well, I don't want to read anything after Joe Kelly. This is Puckett right here, but the Joe Kelly stuff was just it was a struggle to read through. It's such a struggle. And then I have my favorite Bongo Comics Futurama, episode issue thirty-eight, which I haven't read yet. But on page twenty-two, <laughs> oh look, there's look the at that uh, guy. That's that. There's the paperclip guy from uh, Microsoft Windows. Word. Yeah, Microsoft Word. That's funny. Um, the little uh, help icon that comes up. Yes, that's funny. And you know, the, this just I love Futurama sure. and I love Simpsons and stuff like that. So that's why I get this. But there's um, on page twenty-two of issue thirty-eight. Fry dons dons Bender's robot shell, and he becomes Iron Fry. <laughs> <laughs> it's even the logos even look like Iron Man logo. Yeah, so it's fun. That's clever. Um, what are you reading? What do you got over there on your stack? Well, um, I've I've flipped through it, but I haven't started reading it. It's the the nearly complete essential Hembeck Archives omnibus. Easily a phone book. Yeah, it's um. From Image, it came out a, a couple of a couple of months ago, and um, the CGS guys interviewed friend Hem- Fred Hembeck on their show. It was a really good interview. I liked it a lot. Mm-hmm. This guy did a lot of stuff for Marvel back in the eighties, and I, you, when you see his stuff, you're, you, you when you look at it, you go, "Oh yeah, I recognize that stuff." And I'm looking for page numbers, but there aren't any. But it's got to be a little bigger than than an essential. It's got to be like. 
five, six hundred pages. Easy. It's like it's it's two essentials big. I mean, that's how big it is. Yeah. Done on newsprint, but uh, it looks kind of cool. It's all black and white. Um, definitely very. You know, it, it's in the Hembeck style, which I don't know much about, but it's it's a definite style. And and you know whether it's it's funnier stuff, I don't know. But but uh, it's got know, stuff he's me. done that have to do with DC and Marvel and other stuff like independent mm-hmm. stuff. I mean, it's just full of stuff he's done. It's all black and white newspaper, but it was a good price on DCBS. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of cool childhood memories of Fred Hembeck stuff uh, from the 80s. So uh, I picked it up. I'm looking forward to I think this may be one of those that I, like, leave in the restroom. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you know, you walk in, you see Uncle John's bathroom reader. Yes, yes. somebody's wicker basket by uh-huh. the, on the floor next to the mm-hmm. toilet. I could leave this in there. And, uh, you know. It'd probably last me a long time. Oh, speaking of omnibuses and Even stuff. with the frequency with which I use the restroom, <laughs> this would last forever because it's so big. Um, speaking of omnibuses, I went ahead and I got um, the uh, the um, Fourth World omnibus. I got number one. Oh, I yeah? ordered it through DCBS, so it should be in some future orders. But Cool. I would definitely like to look at that. You were more than welcome. As like soon as I, get, I think it's going to be in a couple months that I get it. But I decided there's just so much going on with the fourth world in the DC, in, right. in the DC universe. And I am so unfamiliar with, with it. with Final Crisis yeah. and all that stuff. And so, you know, I'm going to give it a shot. I also have, that came out a month or two ago, the new uh, Marvel's hardcover. I think they called it the 10th anniversary hardcover. Such a simple, um, such a simple... Um, dress for it yeah the outside dress i mean it, it's um i think with these hardcovers they do like newsstand and direct market versions uh-huh, uh-huh. and uh, i believe this was the direct market version with a really big alex ross spider-man on the front yeah. um the direct market no the newsstand versions really they display the author's name a whole lot more okay like, in really big letters and stuff um yeah but yeah if you and it's got Marvel's Zero through number four by Kurt Busiek and Alex Ross. And if anybody out there has not ever read Marvel's, you have done yourself a disservice. Please, you gotta pick it, it up. It is so good. And I think it was like when it came out ninety eight or ninety nine. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. It's like ten years ago. But um it's basically the formation of the Marvel universe through the eyes of a photographer named uh is it Sheldon Leonard? No. Sheldon Leonard invented Gilligan's Island, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what his name is? <laughs> Sheldon something. Here, you want to look at it? Sheldon Vic. Phil Sheldon. Phil Sheldon. Okay. Sheldon Vic used to work with us. Phil Sheldon. But he sees all these events that we have seen in early, early Marvel comics through the eyes of, um, you know, we see it now through the eyes of this guy. Like the man on the street. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I mean, if you are familiar with Alex Ross and you're familiar with Kingdom Come. And this, if you're familiar with the Frontline series yeah. that, that that comes out, um, you know, with each with each crisis that Marvel's been having, uh, this I is I think technically they don't have crises. Crises. Okay. Oh, yeah, you're but right. I know what you Events. mean. But Events. It's, I almost think it's unfair to, to compare it to those Frontline series. Mm-hmm. It's the same kind of idea, but this is like, far and away so much more than those um, frontline series mm-hmm, are. Mm-hmm. 
but it's fully painted Alex Ross and um you get to see like I said all these huge events from from the human point of view yeah and it's just that's why they call it marvels because these events and these people these superheroes are literally so marvelous to this man and it it's you know we 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 see in the comics we've seen these events from the superhero's point of view but now we get to see them all in one book from from this one guy's point of view and uh it's just amazing stuff and Brad I would argue that if you know nothing about the Marvel universe you could pick this up and this would be a great primer would oh, you agree yeah. with that oh heck yeah yes and it it's easy to understand it familiarizes you look he's got a fir- he's got a front row seat here for Spider-Man's battle with the Green Goblin and, and, Gwen, and, and Gwen. Gwen Stacy. Gwen Stacy's death. I mean, he 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 sees it all. He sees when Galactus shows up the first time. He saw mm-hmm. when Spider-Man was fighting <laughs> Doc Ock. What's that? What was that? Heroes for Hire business card. Oh, yeah. Luke Cage. I mean, he this guy encounters all these people that we've seen. Mm-hmm. Look, right here is when Galactus shows up, and he, he's witnessing this firsthand. He sees... Uh, the Silver Surfer come in. It's just incredible. Beautiful artwork. Um, you are the man on the street. You're experiencing it as he experiences it. Um, look look what the way Alex Ross uh, draws Professor, I mean, uh, Mr. Fantastic. Yeah. He looks like the professor from uh, Gilligan's Island. Yeah, he does. And but it's just. You can get this in trade, paperback. And um, not expensive at all, but no, this is a nice dress. But this is a hardback, very nice. Yeah, when they came out with this, I had to get it. Um, this was only twenty five bucks for this hardcover mm-hmm. cover price. Of course, in stock trades, yeah, has you get it for thirty percent off, thirty five percent, some thirty seven maybe. And then just a good old novel. Yeah, I'm reading. I'm in the middle of a Star Trek novel. I never did Star Wars. Star Wars. I never did. Um, replace the Star Wars novel that I was in the middle of. Remember, it fell off the back of my truck? Oh, I remember that, that story, yeah. It was that last part of that one Star Trek legacy mm-hmm. Star series. Wars. Star Wars. Dang, I'm saying Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Um, I was reading a Star Trek uh, story yesterday. That's why I'm all about it right now, I guess. But anyway, this is called Allegiance by Timothy Zahn, who's mm-hmm. one of the best Star Wars novelists. But this story takes place in between Star Wars and Empire Strikes Back. Okay. So it was a little difficult to put my head in the in the proper frame of reference. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, Leia and Luke, they don't know their brother and sister yet. This is right after the first Death Star blew up. But it's cool. It's it's Is uh, there any type of romantic encounter between the two? Not yet. Okay. But they smile at each other. A little bit of flirting. Not to, I wouldn't call it flirting, but there's a little bit of something there. Mm-hmm. But then there's also something there between Han and Leia. Mm-hmm. Like Han can't stop thinking about Leia, but at the same time he wants to, and she is the same way. She doesn't. She thinks he's a pig, you know, but mm-hmm. you know, but she's always concerned about him and wonders what he's doing. And that girls kind of love the bad boys. It's also about they're really playing up the fact that Han Solo at this point he's somehow gotten I wouldn't say suckered in, but he's mm-hmm. like been drawn into the rebel cause. Mm-hmm. But he still hasn't made up his mind as to whether or not he wants to join the Rebel Alliance. But he's hanging out with Luke and Leia and all them. So it's about where his allegiances lie. And it's also about a group of five stormtroopers that go uh, AWOL. Mm -hmm. 
because of something that happened to one of them, but all five were there at the same time, so they all stick together and okay. take off. And it's about where their allegiances lie. They're trying, you know, some of the stormtroopers are like, yeah, I'm not so sure I believe in the Empire anymore. So it's and pretty. They're cool. all clones, right? No, they're not. Interesting. They they talk about in this book how uh, I think they made reference to up until about ten years ago, no, four or five years ago, something like that. The Empire started allowing non-clones to be stormtroopers. Nice. Yeah. So they they do nice. address that and they bring it up. So it's mm-hmm. pretty cool. Timothy Zahn, of course, he wrote the Great Thrawn trilogy. Mm-hmm. That's like the the best Star Wars novels that have been written. Mm-hmm. Oddly enough, they were the first. Yeah, the first three I remember. Yep. Okay. Well, Brad, that's a pretty good show. What did yeah. you say? All right. Well, I agree. Uh, we have a contest. Don't forget. Why are your feet important? Yes. And 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 you send that to uh, hhwcontest at gmail.com. And put important feet in the subject, subject line. That way I can sift through the emails. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to be a stickler and say, if you don't put important feet in the subject line, then I'm not going to count your entry. Okay. And uh, and you'll win some trades to be determined later. And episode 90 is where we'll announce the winner. Cool. And um, and thank you, uh, uh, Adam Umack and, and Johnny M for the trades. Um, also, if you just want to drop us just a general comment, halfhourwasted at gmail.com. Or if you want to communicate to me or Brad directly, brad at halfhourwasted.com or frank at halfhourwasted.com. Um, also, you can visit us, visit us at the comic forums. And um, leave and us a voicemail at at six four one seven one five three nine zero zero extension seven seven five zero zero six four pound. Thanks to those who do that. Yeah, and uh, and we'll see you next time on a half hour wasted. Thanks. Thank you, <laughs> Thank you Limp Biscuit. <laughs>